Blog Talk Radio.
in the name of Amen, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, the one and only true Lord, and Amen we trust as the Republican mentalite, the real 144,000 is being gathered in this day and time, the mentalists, the Amen race, the bright race. Good evening. I'm your host, the intellectual new Ben Menkares, and this is Mental Like Radio. And tonight we're going to be discussing the law and order of life, death, and soul regeneration. Just like anything in life, there's a law. There's an order. There's a structure that must be followed in life, in death, and in the regeneration of your soul. There is a time where you are conceived, and there's laws to how you are conceived, right? Man has to get together with the woman. He has to, you know, put his sperm in and fertilize her eggs and, you know, and uh, the process takes place nine months later. You know, she's carrying, she's pushing forward a baby. So that's the process, all right? That is the process. Baby nine months in the, you know, in the womb, sometimes eight, nine months, depending, but that's the average, nine months, right? There's a law to that. You're going to live to a certain age, right? You're going to go through things in life as a part of life. That's the law and the order of life, right? That is already designed in the blueprint of life of who we are is the almond race, the projection. And those who are, you know, those who are um, in alignment with it, you know, going forward, those who are in connection with it going forward. And then there's a time and a law and order for death, right? And then this law and order of death, you know, you pass away, you know, you're put away, however, you know, cremated, put in the ground, whatever. You know, there's only but so many ways in which you're going to live out this life because it's already laid out in the blueprint for those who are projected. And even over time, the humans who have followed our lead and how to bury, how to live and do certain things, they even have, you know, been led to follow our law on some level, right? So in these laws, right, as we move closer and closer toward the fourth dimension, the laws are going to become more defined, more in alignment towards something. You see, we can't go through life as those who are of Amun with no law and order. We must know the law and order of life, death, and regeneration. And solar regeneration, right? Your soul, when it leaves your body, before it is able to come forward into another body, it has to go forward into the same form that it came from. Your soul is only going to be outfitted and aligned to the same physical body that it went into. In other words, if you were five foot three, certain shape, certain height, then your soul will seek out that genetic makeup in your bloodline, in your descendancy, right? Or in your ascendancy, I should say. It will seek out that body to take hold of and to seize and become aligned with. There's a reason why how you know this to be true is because notice when you, like we're doing right now, you'll see us putting up pictures of ourselves in the physical, you know, in, in the modern day world, and then you will look at and we'll find pictures of ourselves in the ancient world. Now, if you notice, a lot of times the physical features are the same, right? Usually the height and the weight is the same. Why do you think that is? 
Why do you think that these are the same? Because we are those beings who are returning. We are those beings who are returning in physical form. We are those beings who are returning in physical form to seek out the same vessels. We are returning to seek out the same vessels in which we travel through in life. Okay? Am I coming in clear? I just want to make myself clear. Am I coming in clear? Right. This is why your body, this is why you go and you go into the certain bodies and the forms you go into. This is exactly why. Okay? This is exactly why you go into the certain forms you go into, why you look the same when you come back. This is why it is. Okay? This is why it is. So in understanding that, in understanding why people are uh um we come and we look the same we come back so we can recognize each other if you see yourself in that past that was you in the past that was who you were and your body your soul will inhabit the same body the same genetic material in your bloodline when it from where it left from because it recognizes your genetic structure and recognizes your genetic makeup it fits your body your soul is fitted or outsized, or as I say, um, it is aligned to your body. It literally is aligned to your body. In other words, you can't go, you can't die off and then come back as a fat person if you weren't fat before. You see, you can't go, you can't go and come back as a, a bigger person. You're gonna come back as the person you were here, because your soul is outsourced into that body, it fits that body. That soul is for that body. It aligns with that body because it has to live out the life of that body. So your soul becomes aligned and familiar with your physical makeup, the vehicle in which it is stored in. And when it leaves, it has to go and find another vessel because that vessel has become old. It has become outdated. It might have become damaged. It might have been shot or burned or whatever. So that vessel is no longer able to be inhabited. So the soul will go and it will seek another vessel to take on. It will regenerate either into the third dimension or it will move toward the fourth dimension, depending on the level of intelligence you were on when you left here. Right? It will go and seek out the next body. It will move into the upper dimensions or into the lower dimensions, depending on where it is, and it will seek out a physical body to take hold of, a physical vessel. And this is how you are regenerated. That is a law. That is an order. That the soul must seek out the same physical vessel in which it left out of. You cannot take on a vessel that is not for you to carry your body forward. You can only take on the vessel or a vessel like that when you left. This is how you're able to recognize yourself again. This is really how you're supposed to be able to draw an ongoing line of your you know, past your heritage, where you came from and where you're going. Again, like I said, it's no coincidence when you find when you find images of yourself in the ancient world, that was you because you were meant to find that picture. You know, these things don't happen on uh, accident, just like even with the humans. The humans are recycled back from the ancient world. Some of them are your Greeks and Romans reborn, like Donald Trump and all these people. These are your Greeks and Romans and you know, the people, the uh, Caucasians from back in the past, they come forward, they, they recycle back as well. They recycle back. 
So they're under that law too. They'll come back the same way. Some, but thing with them is also some of their spirits might go inside of animals, right? See, with the humans, they sometimes their spirit will go into different types of humans. Like you'll see a Caucasian spirit go inside of an East Indian body, but and you'll see facially because you've seen that you've seen facially. The East Indian looks like a Caucasian in the face, but he might be a little darker. But it's the same genetic makeup, the same same human species. So a spirit of the humans could go inside of an animal and go inside of different races of the human under the humans, right? It could even go into a lot of these so-called black people whose souls are gone, right? Who are not going to regenerate. That Caucasian spirit can go up in them, or that human spirit. I'm going to just say, not even call it a Caucasian spirit, it's a human spirit. A human spirit can go into those who have no bodies to, who have who have no soul to, you know, block that out. But you become a host to that human spirit, right? You become a host to that. And so, ours is more stringent because those of us who have a soul, we can only go into other vessels that were like the vessels we left behind, and that's done also for the regeneration of memory, remembrance. Because when we look back in the ancient world and we see ourselves and then we look at ourselves today, we go, okay, this is where I came from. I look like these people. You see, we know we come from the Mesoamericans. We know that's our, as we, we seeing it right in front of our face. We seeing the Mesoamericans right in front of our face. We know that that's our ancestry. No matter how much people try to lie to us, you see, and this is exactly why in the ancient world, you know, just like what we do right now, you see us on Facebook, you see us always taking pictures at conferences and events. This is for future reference to show our children in the future to have all these pictures and show them all these videos we do. It's just what we've been doing in the past. Right? So somebody in the future will look back at this and be like, oh, I'm that person back there because we will be looking backward at the past, same way we look back at our ascendants of our, our, our you know our descendants from the uh, um our ancestors as you say from the past the same way we're going to be looking back in the fourth dimension that where we came from out of the third dimension we're going to look back at them and we're going to be advanced versions of our former selves we will have new bodies you see that is a law and order that we have to you know extend and accelerate our pace of growth in a timely fashion, in alignment to something else. See, all this is supposed to be lined up together. Everything is supposed to be lined up. Our ascension into the next realm, into the physical, into the physical realm again, as fourth dimensional beings, in the advanced physical realm of the fourth dimension. You see, in the advanced stage. You see, if there is no advancement to the stage. If there's no advancement to the step of this uh, regeneration, then there really is no regeneration. That's why I said the only beings on earth who have souls, right, the only ones who have the beings on earth who have souls is those who are of the bright race, those who are of the elect. Those are the only ones who have souls, right? Soul is a special thing. It is not something that everybody has. Spirit is not a special thing. Everybody got a spirit in the three-dimensional realm and the two-dimensional realm are those who are under spiritual possession. But the soul is an upper-dimensional thing. It is only recognized, right, 
clearly recognized in the third and fourth dimensions. And the installment of that soul into the next body, into the next form, is a law and an order that must be followed because it is part of the continuation into eternity. Right? So now we're looking at life and death on a whole other reason. This is why I said I was going to do this tomorrow, how we got to live our lives on the run, meaning in, a mo- in, in motion towards something. We have to live our lives literally on the run, in motion to something, because when you live your life on the run, in motion to something, you're aligning yourself to something else, and you're bringing law and order into your physical makeup, into your solar makeup, into your mental makeup. You're bringing into alignment something else. That's why I keep talking about law and order. Law and order represents alignment, because you cannot be aligned to something if there's no law and no order, meaning no Rhyme or reason as to why you're aligned to it. Law and order denotes rhyme and reason. Notice they put rhyme and reason together. Rhyme is another way of saying rhythm. What did I tell you about rhythm? Rhythm is a flow, a linear flow of extension. Linear uh, rhythm is a linear flow of extension, and on that linear flow of extension is law and order in which we move on, right? In other words, our life sums up to something because we came here with the purpose of moving in that linear order. And as we move in that linear order of life, that linear law of order and uh, law and order of life, we realize what we're truly here for. See, when you do things in alignment towards something, when you do things in alignment to something, there's always a purpose that presents itself when you're doing things in alignment. When you do things out of alignment, that's when you lose what your purpose is because there has to be a law to your life and how you move, how you do things, how you, you know, uh, um, connect with people, how you do not connect with people. That's all based in law and order. You see, the law and order in which man is supposed to move on, men and women, meaning those who are of almond, is supposed to be based in an an intellectual connection intellectual and logical connection like when I gave the law and the order as to the connection between man and woman how the man is supposed to be older than the woman that's a law of life and it produces an order in life when people go against the law and the order well well, you see what ends up happening you take your chances there's a structure and a blueprint for life that's laid out for us to follow and I'm making it clear by presenting it to you, and you all seeing the logic in that all does what to guide our lives forward into what we're supposed to be doing. It will guarantee that our soul is regenerated into an extended body, a greater body, a body that can house the future thoughts because right now, even in this three-dimensional state, our bodies are only good for the third-dimensional state. Right now, you got certain people who are biologically synced into the two-dimensional state. They are biologically, mentally, and, you know, spiritually. I'm going to just say spiritually because they don't have any souls. They are biologically, mentally, and spiritually aligned with the two-dimensional state. The people of the three-dimensional world, they are biologically, spiritually, and mentally aligned with the three-dimensional state. Those of us who are in the third dimension, we are biologically being aligned for that 
mind, body, and soul state for the third dimension to raise ourselves into the fourth dimension. That's why we'll see or we'll start to feel jumps in our level of thinking. We'll start to feel jumps. Right? When I say jumps, you'll start to feel things coming from out of the blue and your thinking starts to elevate in ways where you never thought it would before. Right? Your thinking has taken a detour from the time you were in the, in the second dimension. Your thinking has taken a detour into a higher state, into an extended state, a state in which you didn't think your mind would go. Community, right? Responsibility, you know, new names or next names, I should say, next direction. These didn't th- These were not things that you were thinking about, but in the past, we were a part of something. We were a part of a society, a great society, an extended society. We were a part of that. And because we were a part of that, when we came forward into this life, it was only meant for us to become a part of that again, come into alignment with that again. It was not meant for us to be out here in the world amongst the regular people. Because the regular people out here in the world, they have no law and no order that they live by. We live by a law and an order. And that law and order is dictated by the Amun, by our ascendants. And they are the magnetic uh, force field. Their law and their order that they put out into the universe, into these dimensions, is what pulls us together because we are a part of that law and that order. As a connect, as those who are connected to their bloodline, we are a part of that. So we are under the law and under the order until this is ingrained in us and then we are above the law and above the order. We are the living embodiment of it. That's fourth dimensional. That's where we are headed in life. You see, the law and order of life is you must know where you're headed in life, and it cannot be something here. It cannot be something here. You see, meaning that your goal, your dest, your dest, your destination, or your goal in life shouldn't be that I want to have this. I want to have this mansion. I want to have this car. I want to go all around. That's not what the goal is. That is only for the people in the two dimensional and the three dimensional realm who are out, who are outfitted for those dimensions. They only understand that as the highest point. We understand something greater. We understand something greater because we were out. We were outfitted to do that. We were outfitted into the third dimension. In other words, though we were born into the two-dimensional realm, we were really always three-dimensional beings that can be extended into the fourth dimension. Some of us. Some of us. You see, we are aligned to something else. And that something else is dictated by law and order. That something else is fourth-dimensional in recognition to where we start at because the fourth dimension is only the start. The goal is to get us off of the zero out of the third dimension and into the fourth dimension, which is ground one. We are at ground zero now. Ground one is where law and order starts to take hold. See, right now, law and order is being explained to you so that you can take it in, so that you can accept it and realize what your place is in the law and the order of the next world is coming in. That's why it's being explained to you. Other than that, there's no need to explain it to you. There's no need to explain it to the world, I mean to say. You only tell people something one time, and if they can align themselves with it, then they're part of it. If not, then they got to go on their side. They got to go to the wayside. 
There's protocol. There's protocol in which we are to follow if we are to follow this law and order of life and death, soul regeneration, because all this is linked. This is all linked. This is not op. This is not you know separate parts. From the time you're born, time of your life, the time you pass away, to the time you are regenerated is all one line. It is all meant to be one line of succession. And depending on how you lived your life, the impression you made will determine whether or not you will be regenerated into that fourth dimensional state, into that soul estate. You see, the decisions you made that were not based in emotions, the decisions you made that were based in logical and rational thinking, those decisions will align you to the fourth dimension will raise you into the fourth dimension. The law and the order then denotes right now that we follow the law and order of logic and rationale, which is, again, which is mental like. Mental like is really uh, law of logical and rational thinking. That's mental like. And what is it meant to do? It is meant to put us in alignment to life, death, and soul regeneration in an extended way. Because there is no other way for the soul to regenerate without this message, without this transmission. There is no other way. There is no other way for the soul to regenerate. You got people out here talking about YOLO, you only live once, you know, talking stupid out of their head. YOLO, you only live once. You, you, you live and you die, that's it, and you ain't got no... That's foolish. Even on the spiritual level, that's foolish. That doesn't go in alignment with the law and the order. You see? That doesn't go in alignment with law and order. That only goes in alignment with people who are out of law and order because the law of energy just by itself is that energy cannot be destroyed at no point in time. It can be converted, but it can't be destroyed, nor can it be created. That is from the upper dimensions. You see, even trickling down into the second and the third dimension and the spirit level, they still have to follow a law, a law of recycling, a recycling law of spiritual. They even have to follow it on the low energy, on the low end, you see. So even they're not following what they're supposed to be following. You follow what I'm saying? They're not following what they're supposed to be following on their end. But now we are. Now we are. So pay attention to that. And as we are in alignment to that, as we are coming into alignment with the, I say, the reality of what it is we came here for, the reality of what it is that we transferred here for, because this was a state of transference. The law was transferred within us. What do I mean when I say the law was transferred within us? The law was transferred within our genetic makeup. You know how you know that? Because when I mention the law, when I say the law, many of you, 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 you just align yourself with it immediately. You align yourself with it. You don't fight with it. You know why you don't fight with it? Because you are already in alignment to follow that law from the future. That's why when you hear it, because I said I'm here for the future people. I'm not here for the modern day people. 
I don't care about the modern day people. I don't care about them. I'm not here for the modern day people. I'm here for the future people. You see, the future people are the people who are going to carry the power. So the message has to be for them. The law is for them. The order is for them. You are going to produce them and thus align yourself with them. That is the law and the order of life, death, and regeneration, that you produce that which is greater than you, you see, so that they can align you with the law. Because the fact that the combination of, the, of what came together to produce your children, that compound, because like I said, when a man and woman come together, that is a compound. Like you putting together elements, like when you put together hydrogen and oxygen, right, to produce water, H2O, that's the same way you put together genetic material to produce the law. Like when you put together genetic material that's not supposed to be in alignment with your genetic material, you're going to produce that which is unlawful. You see, you will produce that which is unlawful. It will be unlawful to the genetic material because now we let no kind of degenerate genetics into our bloodline from the animal race, the humans. So that was a law, even in our genetic material, how we're supposed to stay with one another. How we're supposed to check each other's genetic material to know what we're mixing with, let know what we're letting into our bloodline. See, y'all don't do that. So, therefore, you don't follow the law. What you do is you follow emotion. Oh, I like how he look. I like how he, I like his complex. I like, see, that's not the law and order of life or the regeneration of life. That is against the law. That is against the law. That is against the law of regeneration because you can actually stunt your growth. When I say stunt your growth, I mean the physical body in which you will end up inhabiting or taking up as you're going forward. You can stunt that growth. You can end up having your soul wait longer than what it was supposed to to take up the body it was supposed to take up. If you are in alignment with who you're genetically you're supposed to be with, who you're supposed to mix your seed with, who you're supposed to align yourself with, then your soul will return a lot quicker. That is the law because you followed the law. If you broke the law, it will take a longer time for your soul to return. If you let humans into your genetics, it will take a long time, longer time for your soul to regenerate into alignment to where it's supposed to be in the future because of the mistake you made. That mistake has to be corrected. Right? We're given a race as a blueprint to follow. That's why we're given a race. Our race is our blueprint. Y'all follow what I'm saying to you? That is the law that we're supposed to follow. We're supposed to follow biological law first and foremost in the flesh, meaning we only be, we only get with our own kind. We only mate with our own kind. We only lay with our own kind. We only produce with our own kind. That's biological law. We don't mix our seed with the rest of the humans. We don't mix outside our seed. We don't mix with those who are not of the almond race. We do not produce with them. That is a law and order of life. We don't put ourselves in the same, uh, uh, um, how you say, we don't allow, and we have to start doing this even in the preparation of our bodies for death. It's going to come a time we ain't supposed to let these humans touch our bodies. We're not supposed to let them touch our bodies. 
We're not supposed to be buried next to them. All right? That's a law that we're going to have to establish over time. Our souls must align and our bodies must align in life and even in death and in regeneration. Notice with the so-called Jews, what do they do? They have a Jewish cemetery. They bury only Jews bury in the Jewish cemetery. They don't have themselves amongst others. You have some Jews that do that, but for the most part, what do they do? They bury in the Jewish cemetery. Now, why is that? Why do they care about where their bodies are placed when they die? Because even still in, in, in death, they're still trying to produce community in death. You see how they live as Hasidic Jews in life. See, they're still trying to produce a, a community in death. You see that? That's why. Because you would think to yourself, well, what do you care about where you bury when you die? You're just dead. You don't care where you... No. Just about we're supposed to have our own graveyards or own burial grounds where we are putting mausoleums in, in, uh, above ground. We're supposed to be laying next to each other in death. Same way we live together in life. You see? I never knew why the Nation of Islam... And I just, you know, just using this as an example... You know, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, I don't know where he's buried at, but I would have hoped that he was buried or put in a mausoleum in a Muslim, it should have been a Muslim uh, um, um, burial ground, a Muslim uh, um, cemetery. They should they had enough money for a Muslim cemetery. And the messenger should have been put in a mausoleum, not in the ground. Him and his wife should have been put in a mausoleum. All the money they had, not underground. You don't bury a great man like that in the ground. You put him, you you treat him like royalty in life and in death. You see, they supposed to go in mausoleums. They supposed to be buried above ground, or put in tombs above ground, like how we did in the ancient world. In the ancient world, you see, we buried amongst each other. We was amongst each other. We wasn't all, you know, with different people around us. You see. Community is community in life and in death and in regeneration and remembrance. When our children come to see us, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren come to pay homage to us and look at our pictures, that energy is still there in the community because they come in to pay homage to us. They all are the next generation, and they come in there and remembering, so that energy is still there. That energy is there. You see? But like I said, you so-called black people all screwed up. They don't care where they go. Throw, just burn me. Throw me in a throw me in a ditch somewhere. You see, that's not lawful. That's unlawful because you're taught to follow unlawful ways. That's why they don't care about how they. You notice they don't care about how they eat in life, and they don't care about how they how they done in life, and they don't care about the how their physical remains are done in death. That's unlawful. We have to be. Lawful and orderly in life and in death in order for the soul regeneration to take place. You see, why you think in the ancient world, why people put so many images of themselves out? At this point, it should be no excuse as to why we don't know who we are or who we came from. Our people did that purposely. Why? Because they wanted to, like I said, they know, they knew instinctively that people would try to take credit for their uh, uh, for their accomplishments in the world, the structures they built, the pyramids they built, they knew people would come and take, take, try to take credit for that. So they made sure they put their face everywhere, so you couldn't deny it. 
they put their face out so much that the so-called white man had to hide their hide their societies. You know, they got a lot of pictures that they're not showing our people. They had to hide their pictures. Our people put their pictures down so much because that was representing law and order. Law and order says you're supposed to always, always make your image seen. Now, what is the so-called, what do the people in the Bible teach? Your religious people, oh, don't make no graven images and things like that. Don't be taking no, I think they like that in religion. Don't make no grave. Don't take pictures. Yeah, you're supposed to take pictures of yourself. You're supposed to make images of yourself for your families to see, for your grandchildren to see. That's who we are as a people. We will always, that's part, that's really part of the projection right there. Making our image seen, making our image known, making our impression felt. That's why we did it. That's why they did it. That's law that we make an impression. It is lawful that we make an impression, that we show up and show out. So that the world knows who we are, that we came through here, and that we will continue to come through here, you see, on higher levels. That's law and order. That's the law and order of life. In life, don't, is it not that you're uh, – in life, are you not supposed to make an impression in life? Are you not supposed to make an impression in life? How else do you make an impression in life if you don't show your images of your people, put the reality of who you are out there, no matter what nobody thinks, stand up for your people. You see, stand together with your people. That's law, man. You don't stand apart from your people. You don't stand separate from your people. All this individual, that's unlawful, man. Individuality is unlawful in life. Individuality is unlawful. Collectivism is the law. Collectivism is the law. In the white man's society, are you not expected to follow the laws of the land like everybody else? Yes or no? Are you not supposed to follow the laws of the land like everybody else? You can't just say, oh, I don't want to follow the law because I'm my own individual. I do what I want to do. You can't do that. They'll throw your ass in jail now, won't they? Or they will punish you. Yes? Yes? But then the so-called white man, if our people come together and we live under a law and we're saying we're not doing this, we're not doing it, the first thing they do is call you a cult. If you, you know, you don't have to be bothering nobody or nothing like that, you're going to live under a certain law and order and a certain way of thinking, they'll call you a cult. But they'll tell you, you're supposed to, they'll say that's wrong, but they'll tell you, oh, you, you, they'll tell you, you shouldn't be with no group, you should be your own individual thinking person, but you're not allowed to be that as America. You're not. You're not. They tell you, you you only got the right to say you don't want to follow the law, right? You can't tell them, I don't, I don't feel like following the law. You tell them that, you're going to jail. You do anything other than that, you're going to jail. So keep that in mind. All right? I'm going to take a little bit of a break, short break, short one, because like I said, I, I programmed the show kind of wrong, sort of, so I'll probably end up doing another 30 minutes after this broadcast because I want to get deeper into this. So um, take a little break. We'll be right back.
because of the supremacy of our genetics, because of the supremacy of our genetic material, we're supposed to be on a whole other level lawfully and orderly than everybody else because of the superiority of our genetics. See, the beast had to make you think that your genetics are ugly, that you are ugly people, that you are black, ugly, nappy-headed, degenerate subclass of people. This is what they had to do. You know why they had to do that? Why they had to keep pressing in your head that you inferior, that they found you in trees swinging around like monkeys, that you monkeys, you ugly, you nappy-headed niggas, and all. You know why they had to lay all that degeneracy on you? Because they hate the fact that they're looking at supremacy right in their face. You are the face of supremacy. Do y'all hear me? People see you, and they don't see ugly people. They don't see dumb people. They, they see supreme beings. Because again, what do I say? How you know that is people hate up. They don't hate down. So if they look at you and they hate you, they hate you because they're jealous of you. And they hate the fact that you are supposed to be moving on a different level. A whole different level of life. See, our genetic material dictates that we don't do what the humans do. We don't Follow what the humans follow. We don't listen to what they listen to. That is against the law and the order of our life in the first part. We don't put our we don't do to our elders what they do to their elders. You see, we don't share no gods with these people. That's law that's this that's unlawful and disorderly. We don't have, we don't share in their beliefs. We don't share their gods and devils. Are you serious? How are you going to be a supreme people and share a God with these people, share a devil with these people, share a religion with these people? That is unlawful in our lives. Share a philosophy with these people. Share children with these people. And I'm being nice calling them people. I'm being nice. They're possessions. They're really possessions. They're not people. You know why they're possessions? And see, we're supposed to notice in the law of who we are. We are the real people who are moving toward personification. They are really possessions. Why? Because they were created as such. Yeah, humans were created to be possessions. Were they not created for the use of the almond race? Yes or no? Were they not created for the use of the almond race? So who the hell is the possession, and who are the people that own the possession? You tell me. What were they created for? They're East Indians. They're Asians. They're Caucasians. They're humans. What were they created for if not to serve the Amish? So who are the possessions? The people are the first ones who came here. The possessions are who they created. We are the people. And part of knowing the law and the order of who we are, that's a law and order of supremacy. That is the law and order of supremacy that we're supposed to be following. We're supposed to follow the law and order of supremacy, which I will be writing the book and giving to you all, those of you who are in alignment with this. See, you got a lot of people who, so-called black people, who have basically, uh, um, basically embraced their blackness, embraced their darkness, embraced their ignorance, and they forgot all about the law, man. In fact, they were never really in alignment with the law at all. Their law is to basically come here and be up under the beast, be subhuman, and they want you to be subhuman with them. 
the law and order that we're supposed to follow is the law and the order of supremacy because we have the most supreme genetics on earth. So do, do it make sense that we should be following the same law as these humans if we're not even part of the human race? They don't told you you're not part of the human race. They right. That was a compliment. That was a compliment. You see? That was a compliment when they said you're not human. They know you're not human. They recognize what human is. Human is those who have the animal fur, like the animals. That's the human. We're supposed to know that the human's part of our law, part of the law of knowing what the law is, is that we're not supposed to commit bestiality. We're not supposed to commit bestiality in our lives. Laying with the humans is bestiality. No matter how you cut it, that's bestiality. They're part of the human race. The humans are nothing but extended versions of animals. That's the law that we're supposed to know. We don't lay with the humans. That is detrimental to our lives. You see? Detrimental to our genetic material. And if we catch anybody in possession with these humans, our children, we're supposed to put them to death, man. We're supposed to put them to death. We're laying with the humans. The humans are not are, are not part of our genetic material, man. You, but you, but a lot, but notice a lot of these Negroes, they are, they are, they want to inc- inc- incorporate and include the humans. They want to incorporate and include the humans. That's not part of our law. Our law is the law of supremacy. Almond dictates that we move by the law of supremacy, man. We don't move by the law of we don't move by no law of equality. There's no equality. These are not our people. We are above them. We are above the human race. We are the almond race. We move by a different law, a different order. Y'all got to know this, man. This ain't a belief. This is a reality, man. To a lot of you Negroes, it's a goddamn belief. That's why you will never come into alignment with this community. I told you, when you raise in the elect, it's already, it's already written in law and order, just in logic, because law and order, before it's written down in a book, it starts in the, in, it starts in the mindset of logic and rational thinking. That law starts in the, in the mindset of logical and rational thinking, because the reason you write down laws and orders is because it's based in logical and rational reasoning for doing so. If, is that not true? Is that not right? I'm going to be speaking about that in Chicago, the law of supremacy. I'm going to break it down even more. I hope some of these people from the nation of Islam get themselves out here. I hope some of them people from the nation of Islam get themselves out here. Trying to put to bed that freedom, justice, and equality business. That's slave talk. That's slave talk, and we're not slaves. That's unlawful for us to be slaves. That is unlawful. That's unlawful for humans to own armies. But I guess if, you, they, they get, if they can convince you Negroes, see, they had to convince you that you were subhuman. They had to convince you that you was black. So, therefore, once you start thinking you was black, you thought, oh, well, I guess it is lawful because we lower than them. I guess it is lawful for them to own us and do what they want with us. And a lot of y'all still got that mentality. A lot of y'all still got that mentality. A lot of y'all still got that spirit of the subhuman mindset. It's exactly. It's unlawful for the humans to be making laws. You damn right. Thank you, Enra Vinzetta. Vinzetta, thank you. It's unlawful for them to make laws. It's unlawful for them to be in charge of anything. But this is our mistake. This is our mistake. 
And this is where we're correcting the mistake right now. See, the mistake has to be corrected in us first in our thinking. The, 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 you know, we ain't, supposed to, we ain't supposed to be worshiping no images of them or nothing that looks like them. So you Negroes that's worshiping the image of Jesus, white Jesus, Master Ford, whoever, unlawful. That's against Armenic supremacy. That's against our law of supremacy. You see? We don't lay with the humans. What the Jews call them, Goyim. They call them Goyim. We don't lay with them. We don't pray with them. We don't share that. And you black people that want to do it, that's because y'all part of the subhuman race, man. You part of the subhuman. The ones you don't think is nothing wrong with that, y'all part of the subhuman race. You see? The beast created a sub a subhuman spot for you so-called black people so you can be as unlawful and disorderly as possible. Because if you ever notice, when, when, the, when the beast started, you know, calling out people Negroes and black people and stuff like that, what came out of that after slavery? We, a lot of these Negroes started these little red lights towns and districts where you could go and buy black women for sex, buy the nigger woman for sex, and start laying with the white man and mixing their seed with them and laying with them out. And they sleeping around having sex with your, with your, with your black, with your, these black females, basically degenerating, degrading our people. But because y'all was in a subhuman mindset, a submental mindset where you was looking up to and worshiping the image of these beasts, these bestial people, that's why you like that. That's why you like that. Until this day, y'all still do that. You still placate to these humans. That's unlawful in your life. That is unlawful in your everyday life. Your life is always supposed to be made up of and based on supremacy, supremacy within yourself. You women are supposed to make sure you have the most intelligent, brightest, extended man you can have because anything less than that is not – that's working against supremacy. Y'all, y'all settle for males. You settle for males. That's unlawful. You were given a vessel, a good working vessel. A lot of you people are given good working vessels, right? Eyes working, hands working. You got so many people who are born as genetic defects, especially amongst the humans, really mostly amongst the humans. So many of them people are born with genetic defects. Some of them people can't even absorb sunlight. Burning up in the sun, born with genetic defects, born with recessive genetics. And you mean to tell me y'all will lay down with these people? You mean to tell me you and it's a, it's a generation, it's a group of people that will. That is the people who are beneath the law. These are the people who are separate from the law. These are the people that you have no dealings with. These are your black people. You see? The law of genetic material. The law of genetic material that we carry, which was meant to be dominant genetic material, carries a law to it. You look at us, now look at us, look at us and look at everybody else. Do it look like we should be following the same laws, the same gods, the same beliefs as these people? Tell me, you tell me, am I crazy? Do it, look at us, look at us genetically, our hair, our skin, our everything. Do we look like we're supposed to be following anything or listening to anything these people talking about? I mean, realistically. You tell me. Do they look like they can tell us anything? Do they, they, do they even look like them telling you anything? Teaching you anything? 
That's against the law. That's against the law of supremacy. The almond set forth the law of supremacy amongst our people, man. It's not natural for us to listen to these humans, man. It's not natural for us to follow these humans. It's not natural for us to lay with these humans. You see? They have to think like this. You see, this is not in, this is not installed in the average so-called black person out here. That's why they have a bunch of subhuman Uncle Toms and Coons and Sambles and Aunt Jemimas, because they have bought into the whole black thing. The whole black thing goes totally against our law of supremacy, totally against it. We are a supreme people. We are a supreme people. We are not a, a, a people that's supposed to be seeking no equality with no goddamn humans. We are not a people that's supposed to be seeking no reparations from no humans. Again, you ain't supposed to be asking these humans for nothing, man, realistically, because everything we needed, we got right here. Everything we need, we got here. We got future doctors. We got future surgeons, future lawyers, future everything right here. But see, niggas want to sit around and beg the beast. You see, because how, who, how, how, how is it that supreme people ask people who are beneath them for anything? How do supreme people ask people that's beneath them for anything? And see, the message don't go right. You can't tell me, oh, give us reparations, give us this, give us that, but you're supreme people. If you are a supreme people, then you pull your money together and build all this stuff yourself. You pull your money together and pull yourself up together, together as a people. That's how it's supposed to be done. Sit here and ask people, because when you're asking them for something, when you are asking them for something, what they are doing, when you're asking them for something, what you're doing is putting them on a higher pedestal. See, because whenever you ask anybody for anything, you put them on a higher pedestal above you. So when you so-called black people run to the beast, run to these humans, run to the so-called white man for anything, you're saying that ain't got nothing to do with business or nothing. That's different. But asking them for things, begging for things, you put them on a higher pedestal than you. Y'all out of your minds. Another brief break. We'll be right back.
somebody asked me the question, they said, if energy can't be destroyed or created, then how would the humans create it if they were created? If the humans were created, wouldn't they be representing created energy? No, the humans were created from energy that already existed, our energy and the energy of the animals that were here. That's where their energy comes from. from. They're nothing but lower-graded versions of us. They were not They were not a created energy. They were a created vessel in which a portion of our energy or our soul went into them, which became spirit because of the water and that which governed this planet and the animal genetic, which turned it into spirit, which is a weakened version of the soul. That's where they come from. That energy was already in uh, um, in the world. That's uh, that in, that energy come from us. That soul come from us. You see. So, as we are uh, outsourced in life, the life that we live, the law of life that we live is the life of supremacy. Even in death, we live the law of supremacy. We're supposed to go out. Right. We're supposed to have, when we go out of here, we're supposed to go out here in mausoleums. We're supposed to go out here. Our people supposed to be celebrating our time here on earth. You see, going into the mausoleum, being remembered, you see, in supremacy. So we live our life in supremacy. We're born into supremacy. You make sure that you give your children the best parents they can have so that your children are born into supremacy. You make sure your children have the best parents possible. You don't pick no piece of crap to have a baby with, be it male or female, and then expect, oh, little, my little, I'll give them these, these, these children these little nigglet names, these nigglet names, Tijuana, Prashana, uh, 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 Durango, and all these nigger nonsense names. You see, you already starting them off wrong. You 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 want them to be you want them to fit in. Uh, you see, we don't do that. You start your children off and, and start them off right in supremacy by making sure you know exactly who the hell they parents are, who you laying down with, who you making a baby with. You ain't supposed to have no goddamn oops babies. Ain't no oops babies. You see. These Negro names are just, like you say, exactly, just a bunch of gibberish. They ain't got no goddamn power to them, just a bunch of gibberish. You see? So if you name your children who are supposed to be your future progeny gibberish, you give them gibberish names, what the hell do you think you're going to produce? Nothing. Nothing. You make sure your children are born in supremacy by knowing who you're laying down, making them with. You make sure that you are able to take care of them very well so that they live a life of supremacy, you constantly let them know that they are a supreme people, that they come from a supreme race, an almond race. You let your children know that. You don't let them sit up here and watch no goddamn Teletubbies or cartoon, whatever, but like the rest of these little children out here, these little kids, excuse me, little kids out here. You don't let them sit up here and watch no Teletubbies and no Ernie and Bert under that bullshit like these little kids out here. You raise your children in supremacy and let them know you have a greater purpose in life. You're here for a reason. You ain't here to play with other kids. You ain't here to make friends. You ain't here. Your family is in the community, and we all standing behind you. We're standing with you. You are expected to produce supremacy. That is the law we live by. That is the law we live by. We're not out here to produce regular children. We're not out here to produce mediocre children. That is against the law. That is against the law and the order of Amin, of our supremacy. 
because we know we're not going to get a powerful regeneration. If, like I said, you're, when you are supposed to regenerate in life, it's supposed to be based on what you did in life. So if you lived a mediocre life, if you ain't really did nothing in your life, did a lot of just BS, regular mediocre BS, do you deserve a powerful regeneration? Should you come forward in power again? If you didn't do nothing while you was here, what are you coming forward for? What are you coming forward for if you ain't do nothing when you was here? You're supposed to expect supremacy out of your children. Expect supremacy out of yourself. Don't ain't no goddamn excuse. Oh, I can't do that because I ain't got the money. Then get the money. Get the money. If that's the tool you need to live that supreme life, go get the money. Figure out ways to do it. You see, because that's just meant for you to live a certain way. You see? See, because we, we, we don't live poor. We're not poor-thinking people. We're not supposed to live poor. We're not poor-thinking people. Now, poor don't mean, oh, you got to have all the material objects in the world. You got to do it. That's not what I mean when I say poor. I mean poor mentally and thinking that because, we you know, like I said, money is a given. We're supposed to have money. That's regular. Next, that's, nothing, that's not nothing that we, oh, we sitting up here. No, we get money because that's what we do while we're here. That's life. We get money. We make money. Not to think of a thousand ways to get and make money. You see, that's what we're supposed to do on our path here. We ain't supposed to be sitting around, oh, I can't, I ain't got this, I ain't got that. That's unlawful, man. That's unlawful. So you basically saying you can't take care of yourself. Is you old? Is you indigent? How you say? No, you're not. That's just an excuse you give for embracing mediocrity. That's unlawful. Mediocrity is unlawful in the sight of honor. Mediocrity is unlawful. A nigga, a nigga, I'm going to just be raw and uncut. A nigga had the nerve to ask me on one of the videos, well, why why we ain't got our power yet? Why why we ain't got our power yet? You, it's a lot of talk. See, this nigga going to say, you be talking a lot, Nubin. See, why we ain't got our power? See, we need some more scientists. We need some more lawyers. We need some more this. We need some more that. Okay, I said, why ain't you one of them then? If you know that's what we need, why ain't you one of them? My talk is to bring the people together to produce that. That's what the talk is. If people are not talking, somebody's not talking to bring the people together in a cohesiveness, then how do you produce that? How do you produce that? The talk is to gather the people, bring the people together. And then if you Negroes get scientists and doctors, most of the scientists and doctors, you got scientists and black scientists and doctors, but they all, a lot of them are a bunch of sambos and coons, man. They, wanted, they, they went and got educated by the beast, and they got this we are the world mentality. So you got you, you there go so much for you thinking that your so-called black scientists and doctors is the answer. No, they can do nothing for our people until their minds are made right, until they understand the law of supremacy and know that they are a part of that supreme mind. So they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be. They don't think that way. They think, oh, this guy's racist. He's talking to supreme stuff. You know, that's not right. He's this guy's that. See, that's the wrong mindset. You see, you got plenty of Negroes who are educated who think like that. You go and tell them that. Tell them you need some more black doctors. And, Lord, they say, I'm a black doctor. I'm a black one, but I ain't what you're talking about, Negro. That's why you don't have no power, because power cannot be solidified without a base. Without a base. I'm going to talk about that in Chicago. There's no base. 
There is no base. The law of logical and rational thinking in life, death, and solar regeneration goes continuously through our people. We're supposed to continuously follow that law and order. That's a line of law and order that has been broken with our people. Because once we allowed the so-called white man to make us black people, Negroes, the law was gone, man. The law of supremacy was gone because you don't let no goddamn humans, you don't let these people, these cave people tell us who we going to be. You don't let them tell us what we are. A lot of you Negroes, you answer to whatever they say you are. You already been broken mentally, man. And to allow these people to break you mentally means you done broke the law. Because as soon as they break you mentally, they're going to make you go against the law, i.e. put a dress on, i.e. be a damn homosexual, i.e. be a lesbian, i.e. be in an uh, interracial relationship. These are all the things that they tell you it's all right to be. Things that's against the law of supremacy of who we are. Born and cut, man. A lot of you Negroes, I ain't ready to stand. Like, y'all talk on that level, but y'all don't think like this, man. The law of supremacy, man. The law of supremacy. Supremacy of the almond race. Y'all know that y'all, y'all, y'all still think y'all human. That's unlawful even think you like these people. That's unlawful when you can clearly see that we're not. You niggas can't even see that we're not black. So even me telling y'all that y'all not part of the human race is too far over your head. That's too far over your head. Logically, you can see we're not like these people. We don't look like these. Logically, you that could should tell you we're supposed to be moving on a whole different other time, a whole different other level, a whole different level of law and order and mindset when it comes to us in life. You cannot do that. So anyway, I'm gonna probably do it. I'm gonna do another thirty minutes. Well, I, I think I said all I wanted to say. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and read, read these comments. Y'all let me know in it. Um, if y'all want me to do an extra 30 minutes I think I exhausted it But let me go ahead and close out with this What is the law and order of life and death And soul regeneration The law of supremacy straight through Straight through life Death and solar regeneration That's how you make sure solar regeneration Kicks in Strongly by how you live your life How you live your life That's how you make sure That solar regeneration kicks in it ain't gonna kick into you gonna kick kick your ass right back into the spiritual realm with the rest of the Negroes or the Grays or whatever's gonna be left. You gonna just kick your ass right back in just because you trying to be like everybody else. You want equality? Ain't no goddamn equality. There's no equality. That's not even real. Supremacy straight through. That's the law and the order of life, death, and solar regeneration. Amongst the almond race. Who set the law in place? The almond did. Our ascendants did. Our ascendants. And it was only set for us. Just us. Not for the humans. Because they wasn't even thought of. I told you. The humans are not even considered people by our ascendants. They're considered animals on two legs. Who is um, the law for? For the almond race. Only. Why do we need to know about the law? So that we can follow and align ourselves with order, law and order, so that we can become that supreme people, that powerful people, because there will be no power without the following of law and order. There will be no power without the following of law and order, and that is the law and the order of supremacy. What will this mean in the future? Power. As I always say, you always know what I say. But that's it. I'll pick it up. I'm going to do another 30 minutes at about 1230. I'll pick it up. We're going to close out in the name of Amen by the power of Amen. Amen we trust and Amen we think and Amen we continue forward forever. 
I'm the intellectual new to men car race. This has been mental like radio. Stick around. We're going to pick up where we left off because I, I didn't program it right. So I got another 30 minutes I'm going to give y'all. So it'll start at 1230. So tune back in at 1230. Good night. Yeah.